2: Offer valid on select AK systems, through June 16, 2024. See participating
3: retailer for details. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Straight Fire and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Straight Fire for 56 to 1 odds. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
4: Valentine's Day is almost here, and you know what that means. It's time to... Make her blush with fresh blooms and gifts from ProFlowers. This year, go to ProFlowers.com to use code CRUSH15 to get 15% off through February 14th on all the best blooms and gifts. See website for details.
5: Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
1: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
4: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up,
3: Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, August 2nd. August means football. It is here. And to celebrate, we have a great guest, Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders. Folks, you're going to love it. Uh, It's going to get you geeked for the NFL. Obviously, there's football very, very soon. Uh, Also, if you're listening to this, in the morning, you might want to flip over to FS1 and see your boy on Undisputed with Broussard and LeVar Arrington. Should be fun. But before we get to football, before we get to Undisputed, I got to talk about two things. Uh, first of all, hope everybody had a phenomenal weekend. Ours was excellent. Um, wife and I went to a brand-new restaurant, some Mexican food, really nice time. Also, daughter had her best basketball game of the summer league season. If you follow me on the gram. You obviously know that. But bigger than both of those. Yes, the world is larger than me. How about USA beating Mexico in extra time right before penalty kicks? Miles Robinson with the header and the U.S. beats Mexico for the second time this summer. Folks, that was as good of a two and a half hours worth of soccer as you will find. Heart-stopping stuff. The U.S. really was in trouble in the first half. I mean, Mexico totally dominated. They had multiple chances. U.S. had a couple good chances. Second half, U.S. claws back. They blow a couple chances. And then a dirty foul on a breakaway um, by Mexico led to the U.S. free kick. Service into the box. Beautiful header. And if you're a Mexican soccer fan, you've got to be a little dispirited right now. Obviously, I do like Mexican soccer. I own a team in Liga MX. I'm not the primary owner, but I'm a partial owner. Um, Also, we lost over the weekend, so we're now 0-2. Not a great start. Um, By the way, the Nkaksa goalie is on the Mexican Olympic team, um, and they may win a gold medal. We'll see. Uh, But at any rate, U.S. twice beating Mexico in a two-month span. This was the B team. The last time they beat them with the A team, also in extra time, Pulisic converting a PK. Just exciting stuff for U.S. soccer. I know they're down. They didn't qualify for the Olympics last time. And, um, you know, didn't qualify for the World Cup. It was devastating. But sometimes in life, you got to hit rock bottom before you bounce back. And folks, U.S. soccer is bouncing back big. The future is bright. I know you've heard that before, but it feels different this time. Beating Mexico twice in one summer is extraordinary. And um, that was fun. That was a, that was a great Sunday night. Um, the other story, before we get to Aaron Chats of Football Outsiders, NBA free agency begins today at 6 p.m. Eastern. But you know how the this works. Tons of stuff. Tons happening behind the scenes all weekend. And Woj dropped a bit of a bomb Sunday night that Miami is the front runner to land Kyle Lowry in a sign and trade. Now, here's what's super interesting. From the Lakers fans' perspective, Lakers fans have been like, oh, maybe we'll get DeMar DeRozan. He'll come home. Folks, I'm hearing if Kyle Lowry goes to Miami, DeMar DeRozan will be going with him to Miami. That is where DeMar DeRozan will land. If Remember, him and Lowry we were buddies in the backcourt in Toronto forever. Miami, it sounds like, based on the Wode story, is going to do some sign-and-trade. They're not giving up Tyler Hero, which is crazy. It sounds like the package is centered around Goran Dragic and Precious Achua, the guy they drafted in 2020. Not a huge hole, but I just want everybody to pump the brakes. Like, uh, yes, Miami's going to be in the mix if they bring back Butler and Bam and Hero and Lowry and DeRozan. Like, that's a really good team in the East. It's not the Nets caliber. But just like, uh, this is not Kyle Lowry who won the NBA title. Okay. This is Kyle Lowry who is 35 years old. He turns 36 next year right before the playoffs begin. And I just want to remind you, Kyle Lowry had a pretty bad year. Uh, definitely down for him. And I know the Raptors stunk uh, and he had the injuries and it was a COVID year and they were playing in Toronto. They were playing in Florida. You could start to see the decline a little bit. This guy who five years ago was 46% from the field, 41% from three, 22 and seven. Like he was down to 43% shooting, 39 from three, 17 a game. His minutes are down. Like I know he's a good defender. He's going to take pride, obviously, in defending, and he wants to play with Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler plus Kyle Lowry plus Bam is a nasty defensive trio. Like, no lie, or as my son likes to say, no cap, they can defend Harden, Kyrie, and and uh, and and Kevin Durant. Now they got to get there. They got swept by the Bucks. But we know they went to the finals the year prior. They were exhausted. Every team that went deep into the playoffs last year was extinguished early. Um, Nuggets did get out of the first round, but kind of luckily over Portland, which is is imploding as we speak. But Kyle Lowry to Miami sounds like it will be one of the first dominoes to fall. Now, I'm not going to go too deep on this because there will be plenty of moving parts for tomorrow's podcast. But there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. If Lowry goes to Miami, what does this mean for Lonzo Ball, the alleged $20 million man? Everybody was using the Heat as leverage for their point guard. Because remember, Mike Conley could leave the Jazz. Sounds like he's staying. Lonzo's out there. Uh, I don't know what Reggie Jackson's game plan is. But there's several point guards. That's like the deepest position this offseason. Lowry obviously is one of them. And people think he can be a big difference when it comes to like winning a title. But... Um, a, a lot of dominoes to fall. I, I personally, I, I don't know. I feel like teams are going to play it close to the vest. Obviously, there's the Kawhi news. Kawhi opting out. Not a huge shocker. I will say, I would give it a tiny, tiny sliver of a chance that Kawhi ends up in like Miami or something. Um, I know, everybody's going to Miami. Ha, ha, ha. But maybe Kawhi and the Clippers structure it so that he doesn't eat as much salary this year. I don't even know if that's possible in hopes that, hey, man, you're not playing for the entire regular season. We'll obviously pay you, but let's back end backload the contract so we can have some flexibility to get better this year. Otherwise, it's going to have to be the Paul George, Terrence Mann, and I guess Reggie Jackson show. I, I don't love that in the West. Um, all right, so without further ado, let's get to Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders. You're going to love this, and um, he also thinks the Jets – are going to be the worst team in the NFL. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code FIRE at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FIRE.
4: know a oh guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to
1: sports.
3: I know what sports fans
1: want, but for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows
4: another guy.
3: Let's welcome into the podcast a special guest. Listen, this guy knows football as well as anybody. The football outsiders is mandatory reading if you gamble on the NFL. Hell, if you fan if you do fantasy, you just want to understand the league. I have gotten such a better understanding since I started uh, going deep every day into football
7: outsiders. Aaron Schatz, how are you, man? I'm good. It's been a good summer. We did a lot yeah. of hard work. Our <laughs> book is out, and I am ready for a new season. Yeah, I, I,
3: I mean, the calendar turns to August, and instantly it's like football. Like I know NBA free agency is happening, and there's Olympics are still going on, although. I got to be honest. I don't know what channel any of this stuff's on, and there's a million channels, and there's str- so I've like I've just given up, and I basically spent the weekend, you know, going to my kids' sporting events and reading the Football Outsiders Almanac. It is incredible. Um, I don't know. Is there a team you want to start with? I thought we would open with Aaron Rodgers, but people are turned off by him a lot. If you want to uh, start somewhere else, we can. But I-, I-, I got a lot of questions for you. But where would you like to start? You're the special we- guest.
7: We can hit the whole league. I mean, we can specify just on the teams that we're a little bit higher on than yeah. everyone else, like Minnesota and New England. We can talk about teams we're a little lower on than everyone else, like Cleveland and the Chargers. But if we need to talk Aaron Rodgers, Lord knows I've been doing a lot of thinking about yeah. Aaron Rodgers over the last few months. So I don't know. I mean, not any you, different from anyone else.
3: Yeah, you could be a little short, but I am just curious. Like, besides obviously being annoyed at Aaron Rodgers for dragging us through all this nonsense to eventually capitulate, um, I'm just curious, where are you on the Packers? Because their schedule got significantly tougher. And I know they have a good team. I just wonder, man, is it? can they really do three straight years of this? Devontae Adams is unhappy. Um, they got a, a new defensive coordinator. I, I don't love the Packers as much as everybody else. I, I wouldn't bet them to win the Super Bowl. Um, but it sounds like you like the Vikings a lot. So maybe we'll just start with Packers and and the Vikings in that division.
7: Well, I will say we still have the Packers ahead of the Vikings in our projections, but we have them both as likely playoff teams this year. Um, I mean, I think the Packers can do the same thing that they do every year. There's no reason they can't. They can have a really good offense with a mediocre defense. They are playing a tough schedule, but so does their whole division. So that's Mm. something that Green Bay and Minnesota actually have in common. The NFC North has the toughest schedules in the league. Chicago is our number one highest toughest projected schedule Um, I think Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers was playing at a level where he was like the like ninth or 10th best quarterback in the league. And then all of a sudden last year, he was back to being the best or second best. Yeah. Can he continue that for another year? I think the most likely scenario is something sort of in between where he's like the fifth or sixth best quarterback, but they've got a good running game. They've got a strong offensive line. That offense is strong all around. Yes, I know the wide receiver core doesn't go that deep, but they've got good wide receivers, mm-hmm. not great wide receivers other than Devontae Adams. So I think they absolutely can go deep in the playoffs again, but they're not the favorites in the NFC. Yeah. Tampa Bay is the prohibitive favorite yes. in the NFC for this year. I mean, their their
3: division lost Drew Brees. And, you know, there was talk about the Bucs maybe going undefeated. Is that do you want to just squash that now, or do you think that there is any chance I mean, listen, I like the Panthers a little bit. Um, I I, I don't love them. I, I don't love the Falcons. They probably run the table in that division. Um, uh, the schedule does not look that difficult for Tampa.
7: No, the schedule is easy. The answer is there's always a chance, but golly, <laughs> would I not want to bet on it? That chance is lower than one percent. I mean, they'll first of all, I think the Saints are better than you give them credit for. Their oh. defense has been good for the last couple years. I think their defense is going to be really good again. It's going to be a Saints team that looks very different from what we're used to. They're going to be carried by defense, not by offense. But Tampa Bay is a great team all around that happens to have one of the easiest schedules in the league. (laughs) So
3: I've compared the Saints to last year's Patriots. Right? You lose a Hall of Fame quarterback, Brady and Breeze. Uh, you lose a bunch of opt-outs to the Patriots, uh, COVID, and the Saints. I think lost four or five defensive starters, and now the receivers with Michael Thomas going down, they have no receivers. And and uh, Cam Newton had no receivers last year. I just wonder if the Saints are a five or six win team. Is that too low
7: I, on them? I, I think that I think I think that's too low. I think that there is more defense. Yes, they mm. lost a couple of starters on defense. There is a lot more of defense left for the Saints than what was left for the Patriots last year. Also, the the Patriots, the defense that they played in 2019 was so heavily built on turnovers that it was just screaming for regression. The Saints defense is not quite in the same boat. So I think the Saints defense is going to be very good, and I think that that will lift them. I absolutely agree with you. Losing Michael Thomas, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can expect him to come back before midseason, if that Uh, is a big loss because there's just nothing else at wide receiver for them. It's just a lot of guys who are like, oh, maybe if this guy kind of puts it together, he'd be a good number three. Like, those are the other guys they have. Yay, Marquez Callaway. (laughs) But Um,
3: that's also with a quarterback like Drew Brees. Um, I I don't know who's the starter there. Do you think Jameis gets it or, or Taysom?
7: Man, I'm rolling my eyes. (laughs) The problem with doing audio is you can't see the eye roll because logically it really has to be Jameis Winston. Look, I I know that Winston had the 30 interceptions in his last year in Tampa Bay. Every other year, Jameis Winston was about the 15th or 16th best quarterback in the league. For most of his career, he was an average NFL starter. And that is much better than what you're going to get out of Taysom Hill. That is just much better than what okay, you're going to he get was, out of Taysom
3: Wait, Hill. wait. He was average with uh, Mike Evans, right? And, and I think right. he had Godwin there. So they had the weapons. Last
7: year or two, he had Godwin there.
3: Yeah, yeah, they had some weapons. Um, Taysom Hill. Oh I'm trying to make a case for Taysom Hill. I'll just stop there. I was trying to think of what. There really isn't. He can't throw the football.
7: No, I mean he. The funny thing is, his numbers are even better than they should be last year because he had that one duck to Emmanuel Sanders ah. <laughs> that was really badly thrown, and Sanders somehow came down. Yeah, with it that's deep. right. Uh, um, but no, I mean I just I don't understand Sean Payton's love affair with Taysom Hill as a quarterback. Like he's an interesting little weapon. He actually is a good receiver. I don't understand the love affair with him as a starting quarterback at all.
3: All right, let's go back to the Vikings. People were high on them last year. And for whatever reason, I had seen the defensive turnover, and I was like, wow. And then they open in the first game, and Aaron Rodgers, I think, up and down the field, touchdowns on like six of seven drives to start, or something insane. And they were really bad, but by season's end, they had rebounded. Um, and it feels like, you know, offensively, they'll be fine. Um, I just wonder, though, the defense, do you think there will be enough there, Aaron, for, for a playoff push?
7: Yeah, they've added talent on defense. They've added guys. They're getting Michael Pierce back from COVID. They're getting Daniel Hunter back, or Daniel Hunter, from uh, injury the cost of the whole year, adding Patrick Peterson oh. to the secondary. There's, there's a lot of added talent on defense there, and there's a lot of ways in which Minnesota last year was bad in things that tend to regress to the meet like the difference between first and second down offense and third down offense. They were terrible on third down and that tends to regress. Special teams, they were the second worst team on special teams. That tends to That's regress. That's right, yeah. Injuries, they were had a very heavy injury count. That tends to regress. So there's a lot of things pointing up for Minnesota this year. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I absolutely think they are a wild card contender. So it feels like in the NFC
3: you are pro-Packers. Um, you know, I I don't know what to make of the NFC West because it's it feels like there's a lot of good teams there, but all of them I can puncture holes in fairly easily. I am kind of obsessed with the Rams because I did take a flyer on them to win the Super Bowl when Matt Stafford arrived. And then you just look at the roster and it's like, they're trying something, Aaron, that I don't know that we've seen in the league before. Just this whole—we're punting on first-round picks. We don't care about them. We're just going to go with a few superstars like the NBA style um, and, and try to win it. I, I, I like the, you know, the the creativeness from from that organization, and I
7: like McVeigh. But I, are are they really one of the best teams in the NFC? I'm working right now on an article for ESPN about. Uh-oh ranking the teams by talent under 25 and the Rams rank 31st Woo! because they keep they keep trading away their first round picks. Well there's no first round picks, right? Yeah. But does that even matter? No, I mean, if you've got enough talent, it shouldn't matter. The problem is I don't know if they have as much talent as people think mm-hmm. that they have. I think Stafford, it's a really difficult to figure out the whole Stafford versus golf thing. Look, we're stat analysts, that what we do at football outsiders. And if you look at the stats, you don't end up with Stafford being a massive improvement on Goff. Hmm. For last year, last year, Stafford was better than Goff. Absolutely. But if you look over the last two or three years, Stafford is not that much of an improvement on Goff. Wow. You really have to believe that the importance of that scheme and McVay to Goff is just was so important that he's just going to totally fall apart and that McVay could turn Stafford into something that he's never been, which is he's never really been a top five quarterback. He's a good quarterback, but he's never been a top five guy. He had half a good, he had half a really excellent season in 2019, but it was half a season. I, you know, I given his whole career numbers and it's not like he hasn't been You know, he hasn't had receivers. He had Calvin Johnson early in his career. The last couple of years, he had Marvin Jones. He had Kenny Galladay. He's had guys to throw to. So I wonder, wait,
3: I wonder, is it not that he didn't have receivers, but he never had the balance in the offense? Like they never had a running game combined with a passing game at the same time. And then the defense, like they never had a complete team in Detroit.
7: Well, he certainly didn't have a defense. There was like one year under Terry Austin where they had a really good defense, and it was just, it lasted for a year that it, it, fell apart. Um, the other perhaps the other thing I have going on with the Rams is I don't know what's going to happen to their defense without yeah. Brandon Staley. Um, the fact is that all other things being equal, when you have a new coordinator, you take a step back. But the Rams didn't last year. So it doesn't always happen. They could be really good under Raheem Morris, but I think that they lost they lost some players from that defense. Yeah uh Ebu Kam and uh, John Johnson, who's a really great safety and Troy Hill, and, and they're depending on uh, Brockers, they got rid of Brockers, they're depending on a lot of new players on that defense. So I think it's not just that I don't think the offensive improvements going to be as good as people expect. I think their defense is going to take a big of a bit of a step back. They're still going to be playoff contenders mm-hmm. and they're in the best division in the game. I mean the yeah. NFC West is the best division in the game. But I'm not I'm not super high on the Rams this year.
3: Uh so who's win- who do you have winning who do the the numbers the DVOA numbers have winning the uh AFC- NFC West?
7: I know call this crazy but we have Seattle on top. What? Despite the questions at se- in the secondary, obviously there's a lot of questions. There's still a lot of talent in their front seven. They added a ton of pass rush, although I don't know what's going to happen to Alden Smith with his legal issues. Yeah. And Russell Wilson covers a lot of hills. Russell and Wilson covers a lot of hills. Historically, he has. But there
3: was something that went on the second half of last season, I think, starting with the Buffalo game on the road, where Pete Carroll just like was like too many turnovers, we're going back to the run. Um, yeah, I know.
7: I, I don't want him to go back to the run. I want them to let Russ cook. Um, we have them, number one. We have them a little bit ahead of San Francisco. We have San Francisco very high as well. Their defense, they're getting all those guys back. They were so injured last year, and they're getting all those guys back. And they should be really good because either Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback, and Garoppolo's been reasonably good throughout yeah. his career, if he's or they're going to decide that Lance is better. And I sort of make the assumption if the team decides the rookie is better, the rookie's probably better. Wow, that's right. Now, uh,
3: I mean, I,
4: I, I just want to slow down on. Te- this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi Fi? Oh, my, look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next.
2: Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
5: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
3: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
5: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
3: Seattle, because all of a sudden you have Seattle, San Fran, the Rams third. I mean, there's no continuity in Seattle, right? Didn't they dump uh, Shoddy? And they got a new
7: offensive coordinator. They do have a new offensive coordinator. That is true. That, that other, like I said, all other things being equal, that's a step back. And San Francisco lost, I think, three
3: defensive starters and defensive coordinator in Sala. Um, but they get back. Look at who they get back,
7: starting with Bosa. That's uh, right. Yeah. So they'll be healthy, man. That division. There's is rough. questions in the secondary for San Francisco. Both Seattle and. All three of these teams have questions in the secondary because with the Rams, you're like, who's replacing Mm. Troy Hill and who's replacing John Johnson? With Seattle, the cornerbacks are questionable. With San Francisco, the cornerbacks are questionable. By the way, with Arizona, the cornerbacks are Malcolm Butler and like nothing. And I like Arizona. So the whole NFC West, despite being strong in so many ways, has secondary
3: questions. All right, Aaron, I'm contractually obligated to ask you about the Dallas Cowboys, so go.
7: Love the Cowboys this year. What? I'm, a- I'm actually Love? picking them. Yeah, I'm actually, because I don't want to be chalk, and I want to be kind of uh, interesting, I've been telling people my subjective pick is Dallas to go to the Super Bowl.
3: Whoa, oh my! You guys can't see that my jaw just dropped. The Dallas Cowboys? I mean, we talk about defenses new defensive coordinator uh i don't know what I to make their of defense the dallas is going to be blah
7: but i mean i think the defense nolan the defense that nolan was running was really bad like i think that i think they're going to get better on defense and their defense will be kind of middle of the pack
3: what about this hard knocks thing where they you know teams that go on hard knocks p- potential to unravel you know jerry's going to be a camera hog McCarthy, the spotlight's going to be on him we know Kind of a questionable, shaky year. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, all this stuff.
7: <laughs> Jerry's going to be too worried about the Buffalo Bills moving to Austin to uh, cause. I, I saw a- that
3: <laughs> news. First of all, I saw that news. I, come on, I, there's nothing there. I don't right?
7: really think that's a thing. I'm, I'm kidding.
3: Yeah, I, I, Austin, Texas, getting an NFL team. All right, fine. There, there. We got the Cowboys out of the way. Let's go to the um, AFC where everybody, all they care about, you know, is my New York Football Jets. Um, no, we'll we'll spend thirty seconds on the Jets because there's just not much there. It's a rebuilding year. They're changing the culture. I, I I'm just hoping they're not like you know a three win team.
7: Long term promise, short term we have them with the lowest projection in the league.
3: Low lowest. Lowest. Yeah. Do you think they're the worst? Dude, they don't have the worst worst roster though, do they? That's pretty
7: bad. It's no, not a I good mean roster. Aaron, they upgraded like every
3: offensive position. They got tons of guys in the Coleman. They did and,
7: upgrade a lot on offense. Yeah, though no, they did. But you again, the problem with rookie quarterbacks is you yeah. don't know how good they're going to be um you can't assume rookie quarterbacks are going to be above average the average rookie quarterback even first round picks even high first round picks is below average and then takes a jump in their second year so you can't expect that zach wilson's going to be really good out the gate could he could he be yeah he could but it's not likely and houston for all that they look like a trash dumpster fire added a lot of like better than replacement level but below average talent at a lot of positions. They look kind of like an expansion team without a quarterback. So we have Houston 31st. On-
3: you have Houston ahead of the Jet. Oh my
4: gosh. Valentine's Day is almost here and you know what that means. It's time to make her blush with fresh blooms and gifts from ProFlowers. This year go to proflowers.com to use code CRUSH15 to get 15% off through February 14th on all the best blooms and gifts. See website for details. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: I am irrationally high on the Browns. I did read the Browns preview, and I, I sense some trepidation
7: from Football Outsiders. Uh, I, I also know. saw
3: nine new defensive starters, maybe? That's insane. I to
7: believe... I know I've got the X-Files poster on my wall. I want (laughs) to believe in the Cleveland Browns. I do. I like Browns fans. I like the Browns front office, but our numbers, listen, is it possible that we are under projecting their defense because of all the new talent? Absolutely. It's possible. Uh, But they lost a lot of talent along with gaining a lot of talent. There's a lot of new, but there's also a lot of old that's gone, like Olivier Vernon and Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi. Um, on offense, I think they are good, but not great. And I don't see Odell mm. Beckham coming back, making them great, because when they had Odell Beckham, they weren't great. Right. So I think what I what we end up with is a team that's good on offense and bad on defense and special teams and has a hard schedule, and it kind of comes out to an average team. Ooh. I know. Um, I, I know. People feel that they are a very, very strong Super Bowl contender, but we don't really- have them anywhere near. We have a very clear top three in the AFC. That's let me Baltimore, let me guess. Buffalo, let me guess. Kansas Chiefs,
3: City. Chiefs, Bills, and who's the other one? Ravens. Ravens. Ah, oh, interesting. Now, I have. So, I mean, I, I just. I'm not a hundred percent sure the Ravens are the best team in the division. Are you certain that the Ravens, given the offensive line issues, uh, I think they lost a couple starters on defense. Lamar. What is this year four for Lamar? Like.
7: It's time for him to learn how to throw outside. Yes, there's <laughs> no question about that. They got receivers. I like, yeah, I like the pickup of Justin Houston. They cannot complain about Lamar Jackson's receivers anymore. They've yeah. put a lot of assets into the receiver position. Remember that when we do our projections, we're looking at numbers over three years. Obviously, mm. the most important is last year. But two years ago, the Ravens had one of the best regular yeah. seasons we've ever measured. And there is definitely a good chance of them bouncing back towards that on offense. And their defense was really good last year. And you add in the fact that they're one of two teams where you can actually expect to get value out of special teams every year. Right. And they, we just really, really like the Ravens. Now the numbers came out with the Ravens as the number one team in the AFC subjective subjectively. Do I think that the Ravens are the most likely team? No, I think the chiefs are the most likely team. But huh. our numbers really like the Ravens.
3: So, and that's a good question. And I'm sure people are listening. You know, They know the DVOA number that the football outsiders do. How much do you do eye test and culture and that stuff? You can't quantify it. Right. But like you just said, the numbers
7: say Ravens number one. But you know Ravens aren't number one. We write about it. That's why we do a book instead of just a bunch of tables of numbers. Right? It's like we write in the chapters when we feel that our projections are a little off. I think – I think the Cleveland chapter is honest about the fact that we think we could be too low on them. And uh, I think our Kansas City chapter is pretty honest about the fact that, yeah, we think Kansas City is the best team in the AFC and the steadiest team in football right now. Um, because Patrick Mahomes is just so steady, so good and so steady. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the subjective things, the things like chemistry and personalities and, uh, you know, we account for that in our write ups.
3: But the numbers like I mean, you're a numbers guy, obviously. We I think we told your story last time you were on here. I it's just it's tough for me, like watching some of these teams and some of these players, like Josh Allen makes this massive leap last year, right? He I think your numbers had him eleven percent increase in completion percentage. That's almost unheard of. Can yeah. he keep this up? And then you watch him and you're like, Yeah, he can. Stefan Diggs is that good in this offense and day bowl. and so but in reality you're like man
7: I... was that a fluky year we saw Josh Allen before that he was nothing like this the most likely thing i think is that it was a little bit fluky so okay. he'll, like give back a little bit of the gains but i agree with you like he looks like it is absolutely for real the problem now is that a lot of people are going to feel like oh well every quarterback with a terrible completion percentage is improvable because <laughs> Josh, Allen, Josh improved. Allen did yeah, yeah. And I'd like to see it happen with a couple of other guys before I suddenly believe that you can go out and find these guys with strong arms who have no accuracy and suddenly fix their accuracy. No accuracy. Uh, It's very likely that Allen is just a black swan kind of thing.
3: Oh, nice usage of black swan. Uh, Good book by Taleb. Uh, I will ask, you said at the outset, the Chargers, everybody's high on them. Everybody likes the Chargers and the Browns. The numbers say pump the brakes. Why about the Chargers?
7: So the funny thing is I think everybody is expecting a second-year jump from Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert. I went back and looked at he had one of the best rookie quarterback years we've ever measured going back to 83. If you look at the guys who had like the 12 best rookie quarterback years, on average, the next year they were actually worse. The fact is that the most likely time for a quarterback to take a jump forward is his second year. So I would expect to jump forward from Joe Burrow, and I would expect to jump forward from Tua Tagovailoa. But when a quarterback is already so good that he's above average as a rookie, they don't tend to take a second-year leap because they've already kind of taken it. Like okay, they, now this Herbert is, is already really good.
3: He's really good. This is where, like, the subjectivity comes in because you're like, okay, let's see, who was his coach last year? Okay. Oh! Oh! Maybe he got a massive upgrade at coach because we know last year uh, I'm not going to bash the guy. As a
7: designer of offenses, I mean, we we bash Anthony Lynn for things like in-game decision making and time management. I don't think we bash him as a designer of offenses. And Brandon Staley is not designing the offenses, right? It's Lombardi. True. But what about the fact
3: of Anthony Lynn wants to play conservatively? Hey, maybe we're not going to throw as much on first down. We're going to just play safe. And like Anthony Lynn was not super aggressive. And when he was aggressive, it seemed like it was always at the wrong time. I don't, it's kind of an uncertainty with Staley, right? As as a head coach.
7: We don't know. We have no idea what kind of head coach he'll be as far as aggressiveness, what his the offense will look like under Lombardi, as far as aggressiveness, We think he'll be aggressive on fourth down. He seems to be analytics friendly. It seems like it's an upgraded coach, but then that gets into the other part of our feeling about the Chargers, which is I think a lot of people expect you bring in Staley and suddenly you have the Rams defense from last year. (laughs) And the fact is that there, see the problem is we want to believe that coaches have a huge impact, but there are very few coaches who we see them with multiple teams enough that you have a sample size that you can actually say the impact is the coach and not the talent on the team. The only guy who can has been proven to like improve defenses over and over and over and over again, because he's just had enough jobs to prove it. Yeah, is Wade Phillips. Oh, okay. Staley. We saw what he did with the Rams last year and that's fantastic, but we don't know if he can do it again. And he, even if you believe he can do it again, if he had similar talent, he doesn't have similar talent. Yeah. His, He doesn't have Aaron Donald. He doesn't have Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Mm-hmm. He has Bosa and he's got Derwin James, but they play different positions. So mm-hmm. you can't structure the defense quite the same way as he structured it with the Rams. He's taking a team that played almost entirely single high last year. And now he's going to play too high all the time. How does the talent fit in that way? Like, There's just too many reasons to believe that the chargers are likely to take time to develop on defense. They're not all of a sudden going to be a top 10 defense.
3: All right. We'll wrap up with the team. I like a lot. I don't know if others do. I have not read the preview yet in football outsiders, I have bet the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division. We just got the news this week. You're
7: laughing that, uh,
3: no, Carson it's funny Wentz Cause
7: I, cause I could totally make the case, make your Ooh. case. Cause I, I, I don't need to, you make the, you're the good one. You're I the mean, expert we here. Them, we have them third in their division in the projections. But it's not a ridiculous scenario. First of all, the projections don't include Carson Wentz's injury yet.
3: Yeah, we don't know. Uh, have you heard anything? We just heard indefinitely. That could be uh, two weeks. That could be six weeks. That
7: could be. What shocks me is the news from today about he's going to try to get fix it with rest. Doesn't that always lead to guys getting the surgery anyway, just three weeks later than yeah. they should have? Like, and they they lost their left tackle too, C- 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 Costanzo. Costanza's being replaced by Eric Fisher, ex from the Chiefs, but Fisher had the Achilles last year, (laughs) so I don't know whether he's going to be healthy for week
3: one. And you guys killed uh, Wentz. His stats in Philly were awful, just getting sacked, fumbles, holding the ball too long. So I don't like that matchup, but I'm assuming you also like the Jags a little because the rest of the division, there will be regression from Tennessee. We have the
7: Titans down. We have the Titans down. The Houston is a garbage fire. There you go. Here's the other thing. So here's the story you can tell about how it can happen with Jacksonville. I like them given the current odds. I don't think they're going to win the division, but given the long odds that you get, Trevor Lawrence could be the real deal as a rookie, right? He's he's super promising. And a lot of these college coaches like Urban Meyer, they have success their first year when they can just scheme things up before a opponents have their stuff all on film mm. and B before it's clear, they cannot run an NFL locker room. Like think <laughs> of all of the coaches who come out of college who struggled to run an NFL locker room, but it didn't usually like with chip Kelly, like it didn't become apparent until later on. That's right. And he had huge successes first year. I don't think the idea of Jacksonville as a surprise division title is not it's not hmm. ridiculous at all.
3: So there is some data saying the first year college coaches come in, they can have success, but after that, it, it it peters out.
7: You you can see a pattern if you look at a lot of them. You see a pattern. Nick Saban, I think, was similar.
3: Oh wow, that's good. Bob bullish on Jacksonville. You can get them like plus nine hundred to win the division.
7: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not again. Like, if you ask me who's going to win the division now after for the Colts injury, or whatever, I would say Tennessee. But mm. if you say you can get plus 900 on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. He is Aaron Schatz. Um, football
3: Outsiders. You got to go get it. You got to pick it up. Um, it's worth the price of admission. Definitely uh, will help you with your football knowledge. Um, you, what else do you got cooking here before the season? Are you going to be doing a big media tour?
7: Yeah, We've done a lot of media podcasts like this one. Yeah. Uh, the Football Outsiders Almanac. You can get the print copy on Amazon or the electronic copy you get by becoming an F.O. Plus subscriber Mm -hmm. F.O. Plus is our premium service and we actually have a ton of good stuff coming on F.O. Plus, we have our fantasy projection tool to, to you can fit to the rules of your league in the preseason. We have weekly projections during the season. We have a bunch of new fantasy tools that are going to be part of FO+. Plus. So there's a lot of stuff that's available if you go to footballoutsiders.com and check out FO+. Plus. Yeah. It's not just the Almanac. You get it all as part of one package.
3: And if you think about it, it's not expensive, and you span it over, what, a four-month season? And the amount of money you're gambling and putting in fantasy, it, it's well worth the price. I, I, I love it. It's great stuff, Aaron. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, hey, man, enjoy you're your welcome. August and uh, enjoy the season. I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm fired up.
7: Yeah, hit me up during the season. We'll talk about where things are. Awesome. I may be wrong about Cleveland. I may be right. I may be, Maybe we're both right about Jacksonville. That would be lovely.
3: I, I would hope you're also wrong about the Jets, but uh, we'll close out on that. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot, and uh, talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later, man. All right.
4: This Valentine's Day, you know just what to get that special someone because you know what makes them tick. Their favorite bouquet of roses and a box of chocolate. Roses and a scented can, A teddy bear. Roses and a teddy bear. Yeah teddy bear so head on over to proflowers.com to get fresh this valentine's day and get 15% off gifts for your special someone with promo code crush 15 that's crush 15 at proflowers.com for 15% off through february 14th on flowers gifts and more for valentine's day see website for details
5: look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest
1: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.